As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Beyond the Paint with Bernadine, a show that engages you with female artists through works that expose the astonishing beauty of women's inner lives. My hope is to introduce you to a part of the art world you may never have known. And together, we will give these women, makers, and artists a voice and set them in their rightful place in the canon of art. If you enjoy this series, please take a moment to subscribe. Is there a woman artist you would like to see exposed on this podcast? If yes, I would love to hear from you. Email me at bernadine at beyondthepaint.net. Thank you. And welcome to episode 96, Sally Brown, Body Prince. The contemporary artist, curator, writer, designer, Sally Brown, finds freedom in drawing. Her joy is, quote, lines on paper and canvas, whether pencil, ink, watercolor, or body print lines. Each line is a moment, unquote. And from this most basic building block of art, the line, women's voices in relation to the body, specifically Brown's body, through a multitude of perspectives, are amplified. In this deep, universal exploration of the body, Brown finds her way as a, quote, woman, mother, central being at one with my body and self. Brown's interest in self-portraiture stems from taking self-portraits with her camera from the age of six into adulthood as an undergrad art major. She says, I have always been interested in the relationship of the outside of my body to the inside. Her artistic practice encompasses self-portraiture and journal writing. In her series, Voice Body Prints, from 2012 to 13, Brown is inspired in part by, quote, women expressing themselves with their bodies so courageously and blatantly in their creative processes. In her series, she uses her body as the printing plate for her body prints. Now, this idea or strategy of using the body as a sculptural medium came out of the rejection of creating objects through traditional methods in the 1960s. So earth artists, for example, changed the literal landscape instead of just painting it on the canvas. 
and feminist artists challenge and question issues of gender using their bodies as a medium. I mean, we experience this in body prints, but also in performance art. So one example is Yoko Ono's cut piece from 1964. And as you listen to the description from the Museum of Modern Art, think about how she employs her body as a sculptural meaning. Sitting alone on a stage, dressed in her best suit with a pair of scissors in front of her, she instructs the audience that they could take turns approaching her and use the scissors to cut off a small piece of clothing which was theirs to keep. As members of the audience approached her, sometimes hesitantly, sometimes boldly snipping away, Yoko Ono remained motionless and expressionless until at her discretion the performance ended. In reflecting upon her experience, Ono said, when I get in the cut piece, I get into a trance, and so I don't feel too frightened. We usually give something with a purpose, but I wanted to see what they would take. In the creation of of the visual expression, Brown explores her own female body, focusing on the vulva. She uses Kit's tempera paint as a medium. The vulva is the printing plate. Resulting works include Androgyny, Double-Edged Sword, Offer, and they are all represented through the vaginal form. And this is an image she repeats over and over creating individual body prints with varying color palette combinations. Representation of sexuality, that universal feminine sensibility. Brown describes the process as, quote, meditating as I use various colors intuitively and physically stamp myself onto paper or canvas. The breaststrokes reflect expressively. And we experience in these her feminist attempt a gendered discourse representing women's difference from men, but also differences among women because Brown's personal experiences are embedded and blossom for us through those bold colors and various strips and lines. This series is, as Brown shares, quote, another form of self-portraiture closer to the center to the raw form that is the human form and very personable as I'm doing my own body print over and over. They echo the beautiful in determination that is visual art and life, unquote. So let's take a look at two of the prints more closely. And this is just a side note. You know, when I'm in the process of researching and writing content for a podcast episode, I always choose one work to display on my desktop background. And it li- it's a way for me to live with the work, albeit digital, and allows its elements, you know, of that work to just saturate my senses. And I, I want to credit the Lonely Palette podcast series for this idea. It's a really good one. So thank you. So in my looking experience at the work Objectivity, I see the vulva form red and yellow are the dominant colors with green tones seeping into the yellow employing these kinds of feathery brushstrokes. Brown adds some text, transcribing a quote from an interview with a woman for her blog, Les Femmes Full. In the work offer, the woman she quotes is Stephanie Druten, a musician. You know, the juxtaposed work is this basically dominantly black, more abstracted view of the vulva. And the passage says, quote, there is still room 
for more female voices, and some people still need their eyes opened a little wider to see how much women have to offer. And there's a fascinating history of vaginal iconography and what feminist artist Judy Chicago asserts is, quote, the stamp of femaleness, her hallmark of her iconography, establishes a vehicle by which to state the truth and beauty of her identity, unquote. The female anatomy plays a crucial role in feminist art discourse. And to, be, to better understand the context of female feminist imagery is to see it and explore it through a work of art like The Dinner Party from 1974 to 79 by Judy Chicago. It is a large, complex, mixed-media installation dedicated to hundreds of women and women artists rescued from anonymity. It is comprised of a massive ceremonial banquet arranged on a triangular table with a total of 39 place settings, each commemorating an important woman from art history. The settings consist of embroidered runners, gold chalices and utensils, and china-painted porcelain plates with raised central motifs that are based on the vulva and rendered in styles appropriate to the individual woman being honored. The purpose was quote, to end the ongoing cycle of omission in which women were written out of history. The vulva form, specifically chosen by Chicago, expresses what she calls the central core, my vagina, that which made me a woman, is the primary imagery for each of the plates in her iconic installation. This choice demonstrates and illustrates that the one thing that united these forgotten historical subjects at the table was that they all had the same genitalia and she reclaims and celebrates the mark of woman's otherness through new visual language in which to express woman's experience. And I have experienced this installation a few times in my visits to the Brooklyn Museum where it is permanently housed. And what is striking is the multi-sensory elements that make up the place settings, gleaming white linen, colorful place settings, this lustrous white porcelain tiled floor with gold names written in script of 999 relevant women. Um, there's colorful needlework runners and golden goblets. I mean, the writer Susan Havens Caldwell described it as luminous. The overall beauty in the work evokes strong conviction and conception. And it appeals to both the intellect and the senses through the meticulous craft. At the center are the dinner plates, each carefully rendered to express a woman in this tour of figures of Western civilization, representation of feminine history, and instead of a portrait of the woman, she's depicted abstractly in the round plates with vaginal references, and the plates confront the viewer with its female form imagery or language. So using the vagina image both celebrates women and protests their circumstances. It is a reminder that in patriarchal cultures, women has been reduced to her sexual organs. And Chicago's images on the plates restore to them their full power as emblems of creativity and metamorphosis. So when I reflect on my experiences walking along the lengths of the three connected tables taken in each stylized place setting, connecting my knowledge of the name of the woman scripted in needlework on the runner and the bursting plate setting. I mean, what I see is not her accomplishments, but her core and the connection between myself and what I have universally common with her. Positive, powerful, thrusting, aggressive, 
assertive female form, Brown, in a very intimate personal way, explores through her, quote, core, her universal female form, for that repetition of the vaginal image in her body prints, a prism of personal experiences and identities. Or perhaps role is a better description of what I've shared at the top of the episode, women, mother, central being. Vaginal imagery in both Brown's prints and in Chicago's monumental work is not an erotic one, but for certain for Chicago, it is a political gesture. And I think in the context of Brown's works, the agenda is not overtly politicized. She asserts, as she says, universal truth. The folds and curves, the hollow of the vagina expels her woman's roar through its central shape, petal-like forms, her quote, unchanging female essence. It expresses again and again, and to quote Chicago, what does it feel like to be a woman? To be formed around a central core and have a secret place which can be entered and which is also a passageway from life emerges. This central core imagery celebrates sexual differences and expresses pride in the female body, her spirit. It is an aspect of our desire and is subjective to female knowledge and experience. And again, in the context of Brown's series, the female form is front and center within the landscape of the composition. And though it is positioned on a two-dimensional space and not anchored in a three-dimensional object like a dinner plate framed by a napkin, goblet, and table runner, the flow of paint elongated curved brushstrokes exposes a part of her narrative and I just love this and relate to this because her work her process aligns with those personal experiences and she draws us Brown draws us into this personal narrative in her sphere she draws you know from her daily life and then documenting that life and I the viewer can enter into it too. I mean, Brown herself noted in her article centered on Chicago and the dinner party for women's art As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And yes, Brown is also a scholarly writer. Quote, at the time, artists were using imagery like the vulva to critique society's reduction of women to their biology. For second wave feminists like Chicago, the use of the feminine iconography celebrated and broadened the discussion of women, unquote. Brown continues that discussion in her ongoing series, and this is one since 19, since 2018, Feminist Tribute Drawings and Prints. 
and she describes the series as, quote, works that continue my explorations with motherhood, the body, and nature with a sense of humor in a cyclical act of tribute to various women and feminist artists. The series is a reflection on how so many women have been lost to history and my attempt to recall and remember some of them that I have learned. Through the creative act and again employing her body through body prints, she honors these women artists. So let's take a close look at one of the works in the series, Mother Art, a tribute to Louise Bourgeois. It's an acrylic and pencil on paper. So Louise Bourgeois, she's this very prolific artist, uh, 20th century artist and sculptor. She worked across a wide variety of mediums, including painting and drawing. Her work dealt largely in dissecting, exploring, and reacting to traumatic events from her own childhood, which included her father's infidelity. And her works are very autobiographical. They are, they represented from a female viewpoint, especially in regards to suppression, and she uses visual language to transform her experiences and the universal emotions behind them, like sexual desire, jealousy, fear, anxiety, loneliness. I produced an episode on Louise Bourgeois, number 41, and I'll add it in the, to the podcast notes if you're interested in learning more about a specific work of art that she created. It's a dive into a, the sculpture Femme Couteau, an interplay between the feminine erotic and the violent. But in Brown's tribute to Louise Bourgeois' work, we see pure expression through color and abstract form, again anchored against a pink background. And like the female imagery in the Voices series, it is a body print of Brown, but as she notes, more of the side of my body. And scripted is a quote by Bourgeois, quote, the feminist took me as a role model, as a mother, and it bothers me. I'm not interested in being a mother. I'm still a girl trying to understand myself. And Brown shared with me that she just loves her complexity. And in an email, she wrote, Bourgeois had a hard time as a mother, and I think it really shows through her drawings. I saw an exhibition of her drawings and just fell in love with the authentic, raw, intimate quality. Of course, her monumental sculptures representing her mother are fabulous, too. Her anxiety over this role of motherhood is just so relatable, but not much discussed. And yet, Brown charges forth in this smaller work to explore motherhood through Bourgeois' words and her body. And as the viewer, in my looking experience, it's just so intimate. The multitude of colors, blues and blacks, reds and peaks, seep into one another in a fluid figural form. Beyond the paint of the work are the words by bourgeois and the associations we make between the text and the artist's vulnerability, her conflicted feelings over being a mother, her view of herself as a girl, trying to understand myself. And part of Brown's intention in recreating this series of works is to, quote, leave them raw and unfinished to bring a grounded result, challenging the traditional high art, pristine, golden frame work that, to me, produced a distance between the viewer and the artwork, unquote. So let's just sit with that intention for a moment. Because in essence, Brown obliterates that hierarchy of fine art, that line, the artistic traditions within the patriarchal canon of Western art, into approachable works, a sanctuary space of sort that you and I 
can step into. And every time I contemplate her works, I mean, they are beautiful, serene, yet they challenge us. They challenge me to think about my own narrative and the role I embrace as a woman, mother, and sensual being. So now, I'm so excited, my conversation with Sally Brown. So welcome, Sally Brown, to the podcast. I'm so thrilled that you are here to speak with myself and my audience about your evocative work of arts and really helping us journey through, you know, this artistic practice that you use through body prints. So my, one of my questions for you is, can you please describe your, well, you do describe yourself in your story on your website, that you have a feminist intent. Can you share what feminist intent is for you and the role it plays in your artistic practice? Yes, absolutely. Um, and thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. I am a big fan of your podcast and your perspective. So this is a huge honor for me. Um, yeah, all of my work is feminist by me creating it as a woman. But I also think that when art has a greater intent beyond aesthetic inquiry outside the frame or the gallery into a social justice issue, notably related to gender and issues that need more inquiry and attention, then the work becomes feminist. So most of my work has this intent to subvert harmful objectification into body appreciation. And I also always try to pay and give attention to other feminist artists, past and present, and their impact. So that's how I, that's what I consider feminist intent um, through my work. And as a, someone who studies art, who is an art historian, I so appreciate the connections and parallels you make with feminist arts like Judy Chicago mm -hmm. and Louise Bourgeois. And they, they're so inspirational. But then what's so cool about your work is that it's so personal. You know, you take us right into the narrative of your own life. So very cool. So thank you. Um, and, you know, you have so much courage to explore your physical body and its relation to women's experiences and voices. And as you know, I discussed some of those works in the episode. Can you share more about the process and some of the decisions you make in creating your body prints? You know, kind of take us into the act of creating using your body versus traditional media like a paintbrush. Yeah, sure. Uh, like I mentioned before, a lot of my work is in honor or tribute to other feminist artists. So that part of the process is more um, research oriented and documentation. And then I kind of take that as an uh, inspiration to spring into my more intuitive work, which, as you mentioned, is the body print. And um, I don't know about courageous. That's very nice of you, though. I definitely recognize my privilege in being able to make this work. I'm safely alone in my apartment, usually listening to music. Uh, I use a couple of paper plates, very grounded, <laughs> to play with the paint, a few different brushes. I pick the colors by my mood, the day or the season. Uh, sometimes I've been lucky a few times to get commissioned pieces with specific hues to their home or room. And with a brush or sometimes my fingers, I paint directly on my torso, side, bum, legs, whatever I'm doing. It's a very intuitive process. I decide what sort of composition I want to do, and I just lay my body just like a stamp in whatever pose onto the canvas or the paper. Uh, the, the forms might look like I mess with them with the brush later, but they're actually totally whatever my body made on the paper. So it's a really intuitive process, less so um, an aesthetically uh, technical driven process. 
I didn't wasn't aware of all that's so interesting. I love the fact you said about use the word privilege that you you will have this gratitude towards the opportunity you can to actually make work and yes. you know that mm-hmm. I'm very grateful. <laughs> it's wonderful. And you know you, as we spoke you dive into so many aspects of the visual arts and art history and this includes like design work, photo modeling, live art making and to be honest I was pleasantly overwhelmed and in awe of your ability to be both a creator and the spectator. So please share, you know, is there a current project you're working on? And also, I always ask this for every artist, what aspect of your inner self is being exposed in your work? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, Thank you. And it feels really good to um, hear that you appreciate my work and I appreciate your your work as well. So thank you. I have so many different passions, as you notice. Um, Artistically, I'm really excited about this larger feminist tribute painting that I'm doing in honor of artist Wanda Ewing, who is my mentor. Uh, She was a contemporary feminist. She was (laughs) a feminist artist renowned for her large pinup figurative paintings with floral patterns. Uh, which is way larger than I usually go. So this time I am creating with a large canvas. I'm doing multiple layers of body prints. This background, it kind of looks floral. And then I'm going to create a nude self-portrait kind of in the pinup style mode using line painting um, and Ewing style. And then um, for my blog, Life in Full, I continue to interview women artists. And I'm actually curating an exhibit for the 10th anniversary next year with artist Leslie Sotomayor. And it's actually calling for work uh, made by women-identified artists inspired by other feminist artists. So it's a lot of what I do, and I want to see the work of other artists uh, doing similar tribute work. Um, I also have a few scholarly projects. I'm reviewing Jude Chicago's recent book. I'm also uh, doing a presentation at the College Art Association on young feminist artists on Instagram who promote body positivity. Uh, so that's really exciting. And then I've got my day job carrying an exhibit around food justice. And I'm in the works of a new website, sallyjanebrown.com, which I'm really excited about. And um, how does this, um, what aspect of your inner self is being exposed? That's a really good question. I think it's just my multiple passions. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I just, I... Um, I'm a very, I'm a mom too. So I've got that going on. Like I said, I've got my day job. So I have so many things, but they're all kind of connected. I just have a busy, busy brain. And I think that's what it (laughs) perhaps reveals, um, getting older. I don't know. I'm 40 and just exploring the, the growing womanhood. Um, it doesn't stop. It's just a continuous exploration. So and same with my research around feminist artists. Like there's, I'm always learning more through your podcast and through books that I've read that I forgot. And so I think that's the, the curiosity and um, the growing, um, I guess that's kind of what it exposes about my inner self. And you know, what's so wonderful is that you connect so much with women like myself, who's, you know, I'm not an art, I don't, not a studio artist who's, you know, firmly planted in the, as the viewer but again, I got, it, it was like a real journey, real traveling through your narrative and as when we can relate so much through, you know, the woman as a sensual self, the woman in motherhood. So thank you so much for, you know, putting yourself out there in that way. And um, especially, as a, in, in, especially as a contemporary artist and woman. So thank you so much, Sally. And mm, thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. I'm going to be in the podcast notes. There'll be your website so people can visit you. And I want to thank everyone for listening.
Resources for this episode include the Sally Brown website, the Brooklyn Museum, the Museum of Modern Art, Judy Chicago Foundation, the writings of Linda Nochlin, Whitney Chatwick, and again, all are listed in the podcast notes. Works discussed can be viewed on my website at beyondthepaint.net and on Instagram at Beyond the Paint Podcast. And please experience more of Sally Brown's art and follow her at salary underscore art. That's S-A-L-L-E-R-Y underscore A-R-T on Instagram. And as I close this episode, I encourage you to think about the ways artists use their bodies as a sculptural medium. And please share with me your thoughts. You can email me at Bernadine at BeyondThePaint.net. Thank you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.